Day number 72. 72. Day 72. It's been 85 days since Joe Biden has uh, made the promise he wouldn't abandon Americans behind enemy lines. He did. Now we were, we learned this weekend that, in fact, there are hundreds of Americans. They've lied to us on this, too. We now know from the envoy that had negotiated with the Taliban. He's saying there's hundreds of. Maybe as high as four or five hundred Americans still trapped behind enemy lines. Joe Biden hasn't mentioned them not a single time in over 50 days at this point. I mean, it's just unconscionable. Eighty five days since Joe promised he wouldn't do it. Seventy two days trapped behind enemy lines. Uh, American citizens, hundreds of them, thousands of green card holders. Their families are also trapped with them. And then you've got, of course, tens of thousands of Afghan allies where the Taliban now assist systematically going home to home to kill them great job joe and notice the media complete blackout but uh it's it's pretty unconscionable that's not the america that i know uh glad you're with us we've got a lot to get to today um greg jarrett has a great column about the situation with alec baldwin that has been emerging and apparently there have been a couple of other gun incidents on the set of this movie rust and and I'm still hard to believe that that Alec Baldwin knew that this was a hot gun. And apparently there's even one report that says when he was handed the, the weapon, he was told that it was cold and they have experts that are supposed to be in charge of that. That's their only job. Um, but he is the producer and there there could be legal issues for everybody involved in this. It's sad tragedy losing this this young cinematographer, 42 years old, the mother. And then we had one other director injured. Thankfully, the director is going to be okay. It was a ricochet incident. There was only one bullet in the gun. But why would you have a loaded bullet in a gun on a set? Doesn't make any sense. Um, we start today with Biden's poll numbers are collapsing all over the country, down down in the mid thirties. Uh, and now we're looking at individual states, and we're beginning to see, for example, latest University of New Hampshire poll. Uh, shows only 37%, and New Hampshire's eh, more of a, a, a purpley-blue state, I would say, that um, only 37% would vote for Biden in the 2024 primary. 45% would like to see him face a primary challenger because nothing's working. This is, this is, this is very, very simple, what's happening here. What he's done in Afghanistan has never happened before. And people, that's not the most impactful thing on people's everyday lives, but it's impactful. And people are noticing the unmitigated disaster at the border. The one thing these, that every single issue we're facing has in common is it's all preventable. He didn't have to allow, you know, millions of illegal immigrants in the country in the middle of a pandemic, put them in overcrowded cages, uh, give them special preferential treatment not test them for COVID-19 because they're not staying here very long, a big Gen Saki lie. You know, just like $3.5 trillion will cost zero. Huh? $3.5 trillion is zero. Oh, okay, we're supposed to believe that. And all of the, then the, now we're begging OPEC. You know, the thing that really came to me this weekend, I'm thinking about this. So now Senator Barrasso's claiming we're importing more oil from Putin in Russia and remember, Joe gave Vladimir the waiver so he can build his pipeline and supply our Western European allies with the lifeblood of the world's economy and simultaneously killing off high paying career jobs for for energy, energy workers in, in this country, like in the Keystone XL pipeline. 
begging OPEC, OPEC shoving the middle finger right back in, you know, basically saying, let's go, Brandon, to Joe Biden. And now we have the price of a barrel of oil headed towards 100 bucks. And now we're paying a buck 50 more on average a gallon and we're paying more for everything we buy. And wait, you know, if you think it's bad looking at how much more it's costing you to fill up your tank, just wait. It's just going to get worse. Heating and cooling your house, uh, groceries, et cetera, you name it. There's actually a poll out today that shows the Biden inflation crisis is causing nearly 30 percent of Americans to skip meals. Now, by the way, in my case, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But three in 10 Americans are now skipping meals. This was in the Washington Examiner, according to a new survey on the impact of skyrocketing grocery prices. Now, I know everyone laughs at me because I talk about the fact that I actually like to go grocery shopping. Double digit surges in the prices of of basics, milk, eggs, bread have forced 30 percent of Americans to miss meals especially among the poor and the young. Now, it's a credible poll. It's done by pollster John Zogby, saying that the inflation on many items for daily use, including food and energy, is hollowing out the middle class and that Biden isn't doing enough to control it. And that's only the beginning. And his poll numbers are collapsing now in the mid-30s around the country and state by state. Now, whether it's Afghanistan, the borders, in the middle of a pandemic... Most Americans believe in law and order. Most most Americans, you know, you're, you're dealing with somebody that is abusing power and not, he's, he's taken a sworn oath to the Constitution. Our Constitution is the foundation for every law in this society. And not only is he recklessly not enforcing the laws, he's aiding and abetting the law breaking. And then he builds cages for kids in the middle of a pandemic He gives preferential treatment, no health checks for illegal immigrants. Then we're told they're not going to be here very long. Another lie. And then they're dispersing him in the in the middle of the night all over the country. And although Jen Psaki calls them these 2 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. flights. Oh, no, no. Those would be early morning flights. No, an early morning flight, Jen, is like 6 6 a.m., not 4 a.m., not 2 a.m. I mean, even when I take the red eye out of California local time, it would leave about 11 p.m. Pacific time. And then you land in like six or seven in the morning in New York time. So it's just a crock, a total, total BS. And but you look at the border crisis, you look at Afghanistan, that crisis, you look at the high cost of energy. All of these are self-inflicted wounds. All of this preventable. But this is all now driven by the madness of of this new Green Deal socialism, which we're going to get to where that bill now stands as of this moment. And, you know, but if you think of it, if if we're supposed to believe that we've got 10 years and the planet's going to be destroyed and we're begging OPEC to produce more oil when we should be begging Alaska and North Dakota and Texas and Oklahoma and West Virginia and all these other states to produce enough energy so that we are, again, energy independent, like Trump left it for Biden. Um, if it's global, if it's global temperatures or, you know, climate control or climate change, what difference does it make if we're getting the energy from the Middle East or we're getting it from Russia or any other part of the world in terms of what it does to the planet? So if we're, so we're paying essentially more for the exact same 
energy that's going to have the exact same impact on the on on the planet than if we did it ourselves until they get to newer, greener, better technology that works. What they're proposing is the same old BS that has never worked. Um, so we're going to see what happens. Now Biden is crafting a plan B because he can't get this all done. And Joe Biden now is going to take his case. He's got this this summit coming up this week. And the administration's strategy now consists of a three-pronged approach, generous tax incentives for wind, solar, other clean energy, tough regulations to restrict pollution coming from power plants and automobile tailpipes, and a slew of clean energy uh, laws enacted by states. Okay, but if we're the only ones doing it, what's the point? The White House had to fall back on this position. And by the way, Biden is going to he's going to be sued left and right. You know, it's going to be a legal nightmare, logistical nightmare. And frankly, the political challenges are going to be the same. But why would you ruin West Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas and and Alaska's economy and fire all these people? Or we'll, we'll get you another good union job if it's global warming that you're worried about or global temperatures or climate change. And you're still begging people to provide the energy for you. Well, the damage to the to the planet is still existing, so it doesn't make any sense. And Biden pledging when he arrives in Scotland, I'm I'm presenting a commitment to the world that we'll get to net zero emissions on electric power by 2035. But none of this is going to be real. This is in Glasgow. And apparently everybody that's going knows it's just a bunch of talk by Biden. Um, and things are getting very hot out there. I noticed Kamala Harris was being heckled in New York and Virginia. We will not be distracted. Uh, this let's go Brandon chant is just gets louder and louder every day. You know, now people are beginning to see the radicals inside the Biden administration. You got a Biden Treasury nominee, uh, Amarova, who was a, on a Marxist Facebook group as recently in, as 2019. This is Biden's Treasury nominee. You got to be kidding me! And by the way, when you get into the the weeds of where she stands on issues, I mean she basically wants everything, you know, to be run by the central bank, by the Fed. It's unreal. And now questions. Everybody now recognizes Joe as a cognitive mess. It's now gone mainstream. So we'll see what happens over time. But when you look at the main issue. When it comes to what people care about the most, it starts with the economy. And if a new poll by Zogby points out that 30% of Americans are now skipping meals because of the high cost of Biden's inflation, that's a problem. North America energy production under Biden has now plunged a whopping 14%. Now, with that, also have gone high-paying career jobs. He began his term shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline while simultaneously giving the waiver to Putin. You know, he doesn't say a word to China. I think all of this gets to the fact that the Biden family syndicate has made so much money from Russia and China and Kazakhstan and Ukraine that I think they're compromised. If this was the if the last name was Trump, that's what they would be talking about. I saw this interview. It interested me with Rand Paul actually suggesting that Bitcoin could become the reserve currency of the world. That was pretty interesting. Um, one third of unemployed Americans we learned this weekend, according to Fox Business, are actually from California. 
Now, they've got billions of dollars in a surplus out there. Why why doesn't Gavin Newsom use his state money to take care of one-third of all unemployed Americans live in California? Well, a lot of companies are leaving because their policies are chasing people out. Now that's impacting us. By the way, if you're in a car that takes, you know, high high test instead of regular gasoline, you may be paying over eight bucks a gallon in Los Angeles and Orange Counties. Uh, motorists are now paying roughly 19 more bucks to fill up a standard 14 gallon tank than they were a year ago. Wow. Even Jack Dorsey is warning that hyperinflation is on the way. At Jack getting something right for once. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. Jana Yellen says America's transitory inflation will last at least another eight months. Oh, I thought it was only going to be a short period of time next year. Others are saying just the opposite. It's going to go well into next year um, on the economy. So then, now, where are the Democrats on this $3.5 trillion spending debacle? Well, it's not going very well. They keep pushing their this new radical idea of taxing what they call unrealized capital gains. So they're coming up with the, what they're calling for is a billionaire tax. Unrealized capital gains. In other words, you make money, you pay taxes on it, you put that money at risk, you invest that money, which is good for the economy and creates jobs. And over time, you know, at some point, when you sell off whatever the asset is, then they get another bite at the apple because they'd already taxed the money the first time. And then, of course, you die, they tax you again. What they're now saying is for the, the uh, all the billionaires are calling it a billionaire tax. It may seem like, well, what do we care? It's only going to impact anywhere between 700 and 1,000 people. No, it's the precedence that's going to matter here because then they're going to say, wow, that works so well. Let, let's do it to... You know, every millionaire in America. And then let's do it to everybody that makes $400,000 a year and really mean couples. Um, and so it's 200000 per individual. And then it ends. What happens? Well, most people, I actually have met a couple of billionaires in my life. I met wealthy people in my life, all of them self-made. I don't know anybody that, that didn't get it except the old-fashioned way, and that's working hard and then a little bit of a blessing or um, luck, whatever it happened to be. But the one thing I've learned about people that know how to make money is they're not stupid. They're usually pretty smart. And if you push them too hard, like Kawama once said, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. Well, we did. Now the rich are leaving. You know, in New York State, I'm no, sorry, New York City, there's 9 million people and 65,000, less than 65,000 pay over 51% of the city's Income tax, 65,000 of 9 million pay more than half. At some point, these people look at the dollars and cents and they say it's not worth it anymore, which is why you've seen this this mass migration out of high tax states like New York, California, New Jersey, Michigan, etc. Why they go to the Carolinas, Florida, Texas, you name it. Quick break. Right back. Sean gets the answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. 
right, 25 to the top of the hour. Just to update you, so the full court press now is, remember, they had a deadline that they would they would be at the point where they're ready to pass their $3.5 trillion monstrosity, although they'll lie and tell you $3.5 trillion costs you zero. And we don't need to test people that are here illegally for COVID because they're not going to be here very long. And all the other lies that they keep telling you. Uh, and there's a lot of them. But anyway, so they bring in Mansion and Schumer, I guess, to Delaware over the weekend. Joe actually spent an hour or two awake and, and engaged, supposedly. And anyway, so they're looking for a way to get Mansion and Cinema on board. Cinema is seemingly standing against, for example, raising corporate taxes as a means of paying for this because she rightly understands that it's not corporations that pay taxes. It's we, the people, that will end up paying those taxes. I mean, it's just one big lie. I mean, it sounds great. Let's tax billionaires, and then let's tax millionaires, and let's just take from them, and we'll legalize stealing, and we'll redistribute it, and we'll pay for all of these social welfare programs, and everybody will be happy, and we'll live, you know, put all the money in one big pot, and to each according to their need, and from each according to their ability. I mean, that's basically what it is. So anyway, Manchin meets with Schumer and Biden in Delaware at his home trying to resolve the disputes. The AP now reporting that the senator is agreeable to a new approach, one that won't impact the economy and energy in West Virginia, like coal and, and the natural gas in, industry. And anyway, 3.5 is going to be you know whittled down to 1.75 maybe between 1.75 and, and $2 trillion. Now, we still can't afford it. Um, it's interesting. Senator Mike Lee of Utah is saying Manchin should switch parties. No reason why he belongs to the party of inflation. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is declaring that they're almost there. Um, this banking regulator that I talked to you about earlier, I mean, th- this is about as radical as you get radical. Um you know, if you think this is not that long a period of time ago, but she is a member of a a Facebook group, the Treasury nominee, Omar Omarova is her name. She's a, a member of the Marxist Facebook Facebook group as recently as 2019. Now you might say, oh, well, what does that mean, Hannity? A Marxist group, the antithesis of everything that has made this country the greatest wealth producing economy in the history of mankind where somebody can start with nothing and end up wealthy at the end of the day, just climbing the ladder to success. This this nominee, this banking regulator that will that apparently hates banks, as the Wall Street Journal put it, would put an end to all banking as we know it. Again, by the way, her words and then transfer private banking functions to the Federal Reserve where accounts would fully replace private bank deposits. It's what are we what are we talking about here? The full takeover of the goods and services in society, the very definition of socialism. So the Fed would control systemically important prices, everything or so they think that they could. All of this socialism, it's history of failure. I wrote it in Live Free or Die. This is exactly what we know fails. She said the Fed would be remade into what she calls the people's ledger. Now. If you think people were mad at the government spying on every $600 transaction you make in your bank and then, you know, being monitored constantly 
by the federal government. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll make it a little bit bigger. We'll say ten thousand dollars a year and you'll be monitored. Well, that's that, that's your government then prying into every aspect of your financial life. Now, does it make much of a difference in my life? It actually doesn't because my file gets pulled every year anyway. Doesn't matter who's president. gets pulled immediately, which is why I have an accounting firm, then my lawyer's accounting firm, and then double and triple and quadruple checked. I mean, I just can't keep up with it. Making sure we pay every single penny, because if you don't pay every penny as a conservative, they'll put you in jail for the rest of your life, and I'm not going to jail over something stupid. My mantra is pay it, pay it. Pay it, pay it, pay it. Um, you know, it's interesting to watch the United Nations leader lecturing Texas to curb their reliance on oil and gas. Why don't you lecture China that the Paris Climate Accords doesn't even recognize on the same level as the economy of the U.S., but a developing nation or India, the same the same status has provided them. It's unbelievable. California unemployment claims are one-third of the nation's total. Maybe California wants their own little socialist utopia. Um, Nancy Pelosi forgot Donald Trump's name. Not By the way, not the first time she's been struggling cognitively herself. Uh, but she did that apparently and, and now is defending the progressives. What we haven't heard from this weekend, which I expect we're going to hear more from, is is where is the squad going to come down in all of this? They really wanted their three point five trillion, and the speaker then went after Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema as it relates to the three point five trillion. But she seems resigned to the fact that it's not going to be anywhere near three point five trillion. But that doesn't mean the squad is resigned to that. So we'll see. I don't know what they're saying behind the scenes, but time is going to to tell. You know, Obama's out there. He just threw as, as much, as many lies as he could. The GOP is systematically preventing the citizens from voting. This goes back to Joe Biden. And this goes back to the politicizing of the Justice Department. This goes back to, you know, here we got Mer- Merrick Garland, the AG. You know, let's go after George's very open and less restrictive voting laws for example you have 17 days in person early voting in georgia you have none in delaware you have a drop box in every single precinct in georgia none in delaware both states require photo id um so why go after why is the ag suing georgia and they're not suing delaware joe biden state joe biden never lifted a finger to make voting more accessible in the state of of Delaware. Georgia has. This is where now we have to get to, okay, voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody control, updated voter rolls every election, and partisan observers, most states have laws that say they get to watch the vote count start to finish. Are those laws going to be enforced, for example, a week from tomorrow in the Commonwealth of Virginia. If they're not, I, I have to check and see if they have such a law in Virginia. I would imagine they do, because most states do. Now, there's nobody trying to stop people from voting. But if you go back to 2000 and the commission that ensued after the disaster of, you know, perforated, hanging, swinging, you know, dimpled and pimpled chads, etc. If you go back to that in 2000, they, they had to reconfigure and fix Florida's broken voting system. And then they did it again after 2016 after problems were arising there.
And they did, and, and we had no problems with the confidence and integrity of the 2020 race in Florida or in Ohio or in most states. But some states didn't enforce the laws of the lands. Other states didn't enforce their own constitutional standards. You can't bypass the constitutional amendment process by legislation. It's a lot harder to get a constitutional amendment like in the state of Pennsylvania or the chief justice in Wisconsin. And the beatdown in a, in a three, four minority uh, opinion that he gave and dissent that he gave saying that this is never going to stop until these other justices enforce the laws of the land. You know, Obama to GOP, tell us your ideas instead of trying to rig. Nobody's trying to rig an election. Voter ID is not rigging an election. You know, signature verification is not rigging an election. You know, asking for updated voter rolls is not rigging an election. It brings integrity to the system. Chain of custody control does not rig an election. You know, the same thing with partisan observers. People in all parties get to watch the vote count up close, start to finish, does not rig an election. That is the big lie. And interestingly, Terry McAuliffe is out there defending Stacey Abrams, saying that she won the race for governor in the state of Georgia in 2018, she did not. I guess that's the great lie. Even, by the way, the House uh, Democratic Whip, James Clyburn, is admitting, I question whether the $3.5 trillion can be paid for. The answer is no. So now they're coming up with their billionaire tax, which opens the door. It, I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's going to push people out of the states, and they're going to invest their money in other tax haven friendly countries. And that's what's, that, that's what's going to happen. And then we're going to see what the squad has to do. But they, they're saying they're pretty much there. I'm not so sure. I haven't heard from any squad member. But we'll see. Tulsi Gabbard had some interesting comments. She said, this is a bigger problem than Democrats or Republicans. This is about the establishment elite trying to hold on to their power and continue to increase it. And the mainstream media is a powerful arm of the establishment elite. The elite will censor, target, demonize those that they see are a threat to power. That That is the current state of the country. That is a very accurate analysis. By the way, Janet Yellen saying that the, the America's inflation will last for at least another eight months. North American energy production, not surprisingly, under Joe Biden has now plunged a whopping 14%. That's why he's begging OPEC. That's why we're importing more oil, according to Senator Barrasso. Uh, from Russia, then we, then we're getting more from them than we're getting, uh, from Alaska. Does that make any sense? Cause that doesn't make any sense to me. But I mean, if inflation is going to stay high, everything you're now buying costs more. And shoppers are finding discounts in short supply this holiday season. But we're being told, well, you're not going to get 15 colors to choose from, but you should be able to find one. Oh, thanks for the encouraging words. You know, we're not UPS. We're not FedEx. We're not the Postal Service. You need to shop in October if you want to not disappoint your kids for, for Christmas. I mean, it's insanity. So and it, the Treasury Secretary seems totally clueless. It was interesting, even at Jack at Twitter saying, yeah, hyperinflation is going to change everything, and it's happening. I, I don't disagree with that analysis. Um, and clueless Joe says he has no near-term answer for rising energy costs. And I'll tell you, he's getting really pissed off and we're really having a problem with. Then you add to this the vaccine mandate. That vaccine mandate 
is now threatening major trucking disruption in the country. Now, I was watching, and we'll get to it later in the program today, you have protests now emerging everywhere as it relates to coronavirus. And by the way, Anthony Fauci is under even more scrutiny as a result of this new information that we got last week. And and I'm telling you right now, this is real. Uh, that is that American dollars were used to weaponize, which is the sickest thing I've ever heard, uh, viruses in the Wuhan Virology Lab. Now, there's a new article that came out on Zero Hedge uh, that we'll have more on Hannity tonight that actually the the money that the NIH gave to this this offshoot eco health is now throwing the NIH under the bus over the gain of function report, according to a researcher claiming a massive cover up. And the question of whether the NIH funded this gain of function research anyway, eco health alliance, <coughs> excuse me, failed to report that they had accidentally created a you know, coronavirus that was able to infect humanized mice. And so they're now, now we're getting to the bottom of this here. Anyway, the letter addressed to James Comer, the principal director, admits to funding limited experiment to determine whether spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to human ACE2 receptors in, in mouse models. And according to the letter, humanized mice infected with the modified bat virus became sicker than those exposed to unmodified versions of the same bat coronavirus. And they've known about this for the entire time. Now you have the vaccine mandates. Well, what, what impact is that going to have on the economy? It's unbelievable. By the way, new poll out shows that Yunkin is up by 0.8% over McCullough. We have two other polls showing it's dead even. Uh, apparently, it looks like Fox News had an article that McCulloch accepted the endorsement from a great mentor who called cops pigs, trashed gays and lesbians, and praised Farrakhan. Uh, I wonder if that was Yunkin. I wonder what the media would be like there. Obama saying that the calls, the controversy over Terry McCulloch's comments about schools and parents' involvement, a phony, trumped-up culture war. No, it's not phony. No, that but 78% of... Uh, Americans believe that the school systems in this country are failing their kids. Seventy eight percent, 65 percent agree that allowing biological males to compete against women in high school and college sports is unfair and is erasing the gains that women have made in athletics over the last 58, 50 years. That would be Title nine. Nearly 60 percent agree critical race theory should not be taught in schools. And Obama just just goes in there and just throws out all this, you know, malarkey. Republicans don't want you to. Yeah, no, we just want integrity in elections. Why would you be against voter ID? You need, by the way, you need a vaccine passport to get into a restaurant. What's the difference? You need a voter ID. You need an identification picture ID to get into a DNC convention. You needed to get into the White House. You needed to get into the Capitol. You needed to get around pretty much everywhere. What's why not for voting? Why are they pushing so hard against voting? 